want to live a high vibe life with radiant energy levels, juicy sexual vitality, and have great success manifesting abundance in your life. Welcome to the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast, where we dive deep into sexual mastery and how to use sexual energy to magnetize your ideal life. Happy 2022, guys. Happy New Year. Um, I'm really excited for this year. There's a lot of great things in store. I've got a lot of great things planned, and uh, it's it's off to an amazing start already, I will say. Um, Let's see. I'm unable to go live on Instagram today. I've been blocked on there. Every every now and then, um, I get banned from going live on Instagram. The thing, what happens is, sometimes one of my posts like uh, gets a lot of uh, shares. It spreads far, and then people find a reason to get pissed off about it, and they uh, report my account because you know I, I reshare like sexual art and things like that. So my post gets taken down, and then I get banned from going live for a little while. It's kind of a cycle. Every few months, it happens. So, just on YouTube today, anyways but it's all good. Um, let's see. I just got back from Sedona, Arizona. My favorite place in the world. Had an absolutely amazing trip there. I went there to, uh, uh, celebrate my birthday and just have some time recharging in nature. I absolutely love that place. And I made a decision that I'm going to move there, uh, this year. So, uh, that's going to be very, a, a nice change for me. Also, <clears throat> um, make sure you're signed up for my, uh, free workshop tomorrow, Male Sexual Mastery Secrets. There's a link here in the chat, guys, on YouTube. I think there's a link in the in the description as well if you're watching later. Um, this is going to be a in-depth training. It's kind of a sample of what I teach in my uh, my course, Multiorgasmic Men. It's going to be a guide. You're gonna learn a lot of theoretical information, but most importantly, a lot of practices about uh, semen retention, how to do it safely, the right way, in a sustainable way, not just based on trying to suppress something. Uh, you're going to learn how to overcome porn addiction, how to overcome negative sexual habits. You're going to learn how to control ejaculation, last much longer in bed, and how the specific techniques to have multiple non-ejaculatory orgasms, and how to move sexual energy through your body and transmute it into creativity, into abundance, whatever you want. So again, that's my male sexual mastery secrets training. Sign up. There's a link here in the chat. Um, and if you're watching later, it's in the description as well. So uh, it's going to go live tomorrow. I'm super excited for that. So I hope to see you guys there. <clears throat> And what else? Um, before I get into you know answering some questions, as always, uh, I want to share a little bit about this path of uh, sexual cultivation, right? Which is what I'm really teaching. This main, main my, my main focus on in sexual kung fu here is cultivating yourself overall, but especially, obviously, in the context of sexual cultivation, sexual energy, right? So sexual kung fu is all about this this cultivation of sexual energy, and this is one of the most primary energies that we experience as humans is this sex drive, especially as men. It's, it's very, it's, it's, it's something that drives us. Obviously that's why it's a sex drive. It's driving us, right? It's driving us to make decisions. It's driving us to, to chase women, to chase porn, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's always driving you to do something, right? Obviously this is a very powerful force because it's leading a lot of men's lives, like completely, completely guided. They're, they're being completely driven by their sex drive, right? Um, but when you really look at what this energy is, what is sexual energy? What is this energy truly? It's this powerful energy of creativity. It's a powerful energy of birthing, of rebirthing, of growth, of expansion and connection, right? An amplifying factor, you know, that, that the sperm and egg combine, they, they multiply trillions of times to become a, a body. That's the psychic power that's in the semen, this, the psychic potential to create literally 
250 million humans is in your balls because that's how many sperm you ejaculate out, right? And so that's an enormous amount of power. And what are most guys doing with that? They're wasting it. They're jerking it off into a tissue every night. They're sending it, you know, down the drain basically. And this, this energy is finite. There's a limited supply of it, right? You're born with so much of this gene, the Taoists call it this gene, which is your physical essence. It's the essence that's creating your body, which is transforming into spirit as well and energy. And so when you spend all this gene, then you're, you become depleted. Your hormones start to dry up, your energy levels decrease, you start to lose your hair, you, your body starts to dry up, you age and you know you die, illness. It's what happens when you deplete too much gene. And there's, there's many ways you can do this, right? Uh, taking drugs, uh, not getting enough sleep, overworking, but the biggest drain on men's energy, their overall vitality, is excessive ejaculation. Thanks to the porn industry and the way we've been growing up, you know, th this normalcy around constant ejaculatory release, it's making men uh, slaves to this impulse, right? Leads them to a dead end. That's why a lot of men in this world are weak. They're not able to go anywhere with their lives. They're just kind of stuck where they are. You know, they have addictive vices. So if you really want to empower yourself, you want to take this energy instead of just <laughs> shooting it out of your body every day, um, setting it down the drain, you redirect it into other things. You store it within your body, you build it up. Instead of just recklessly spending it, you build it up. But that's just the first step. Then you want to circulate it through the body. You want to practice meditation. This is why, That's why sexual kung fu, it's not just about sex. It's not just about you know, having orgasms, that's definitely a part of it and it becomes a very, very powerful part of it, but it's a whole system of training because if you want to retain semen as a man, if you want to stop ejaculating at least frequently, then there's some changes that you need to uh, have take place in your body and your mind or else you're not going to overcome those impulses that you've had for your entire life, the impulse to waste this energy, right? So you must learn how to open up more space in the body uh, open up the energy channels to give that sexual energy another path to flow in. And with enough practice, that starts to become the normal, the new normal pathway of your sexual energy moving. For most men, it's just they want to release it outwards. That's the only pathway they have opened up because they've been doing that for decades. Uh, but with practice, you open up other energy channels, other pathways, so that this, this sexual energy can flow internally and be recycled internally. This is the secret to uh, transmuting your sexual energy, being able to practice semen retention in a sustainable way, meaning that you actually enjoy it. Every day you feel good, you feel joyous, you feel like flowing. You're not just like angry and frustrated like a pressure cooker ready to explode because you're suppressing like, okay, I can't ejaculate, I can't feel sexual pleasure. Oh, it's making me so angry. This is what, what happens to a lot of men, right? Unfortunately, that's not the right way to go about it. So you create the space for that. You create a foundation to actually safely contain this massively powerful sexual energy. And then you're able to do a lot with it. You're able to channel the sexual energy into, you know, kind of the, the different applications of, of sexual cultivation are, number one, health. Uh, again, your sexual energy is, it's your, your prime vitality, your virility. And what happens is, in, in this modern world, depletion and hormonal imbalance is becoming more and more common. And for men, the main reason for this is excessive ejaculation. Obviously, increased stress levels and things like that, but one of the quickest ways for men to give themselves sexual dysfunctions, you know, erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, is to have very poor sexual habits. So cultivating your sexual energy, meaning that you're doing all these preparatory practices to open up the body, open up the energy channel, and then circulate the sexual energy through your body so you don't stop having, you know, sexual pleasure. You don't have to stop masturbating. That can actually be a way to increase your energy, as I've, you know, talked about in many videos. 
So you're using sex, even that's the sex with, with yourself, to arouse this energy and to increase the amount of hormones that the body's producing. That's what happens when you're young, when you're horny, your body's pumping hormones. And when you stop engaging in sex, when you lose sexual desire, it's a result of aging. You know, your, your sexual interest grows low, less and less. You stop having sex, stop having orgasms much. And your body says, oh, I guess we don't need to do this anymore. We must be getting older. All right, we're gonna start aging. And you get older and things stop working so well. It's a use it or lose it situation, right? So by engaging in sexual activity in the proper way, in a harmonious way, we are not depleting yourself by ejaculating too much, but you're still experiencing orgasm, sexual pleasure, love and connection with yourself and others. Um, it has massive implications for your health, your endocrine system, your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health is massively improved when you're having pleasurable sexual experiences in a sustainable way, in a balanced way. Um, and there's a lot of other applications as well for sexual cultivation, other reasons you might want to do it, enhancing your creativity. Um, you know, I, I'm a musician. I used to be a full-time professional musician and I used to take, uh, I used to like smoke weed every day and drink a bunch of caffeine because I thought I needed those substances to make me feel creative and like make me feel flowing. And when I started practicing sexual cultivation, I was amazed because my creativity massively improved. My, my energy, just this feeling of like flow in my life, this like just feeling in the flow, this feeling of like, yeah, I feel good, I feel inspired, I have all these ideas, and when I'm working on them, everything just flows. That amplified tremendously when I started doing the sexual cultivation to the point where I was like, I don't need to smoke weed, I don't need to take substances, like I have this creative energy within me because sexual energy is creative energy. So when you're in like a really dry spell in your life where you're like, nothing's flowing, I don't have any creative ideas, I feel really stuck, often your sexual energy is blocked. There's a stagnance in your, in your energetic system. And so it has profound implications. If you wanna be more creative, you know, have more creative ideas, more mental focus, more mental power, um, to be able to create abundance into your life, sexual energy is an expression of abundance, right? It's difficult to manifest in your life if you don't have this magnetic, pure creative energy. You know, that, that's something I've definitely noticed. And this also applies well to the spiritual path as well. What is sexual energy? You know, as, as I've said, it's, it's this powerful energy. It's an amplifier. It's, it's how do you feel when you're turned on, right? When you're aroused versus before you were. There's an obvious, it's, it's just like a, it's like flipping on a, a light switch. Everything changes. When you're sexually aroused, you feel more alive. You feel more present. You, you feel in your body and you feel just high energy, expansive, like ah, arousal. And a lot of men are uncomfortable with this, with this feeling. They have to like release it from their body as quickly as they can. But when you learn to contain that arousal, right, by creating some grounding circuitry for your energy body and uh, creating more space in your body to hold that powerful charge without overheating, we could say, or blowing a circuit, um, you have a greater capacity to hold to hold more pleasure, to hold more orgasm, to hold more abundance in your life, but also this amplifying power. What if you could do that with your, your spiritual path? Just all of a sudden, boom, amplify your connection to the universe. Switch that on, turn that on, right? This is the potential of working with sexual energy is, is you can transmute that energy into from this raw, pure kind of impulsive desire into um, a pure energetic, you know, you, you transform that gene into chi. It moves through your body, it moves through the channels. You can express in different ways, but kind of the higher level practices, you can refine that 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 gene, that chi into shen, into spiritual energy. So you refine this this semen energy that's making you really horny, you want to make, make you makes you want to hump everything around you. You transform that into something that makes you spiritually horny, we could say, where you feel tapped into everything. It's like you're making love with the universe. Your your crown's open, your third eye's open. You're just 
at one with the universe. You feel a universal connection. You don't need to listen to some, well, I won't go there, but basically, you know, there's so many applications of things that you can put it into, right? So this is the path of sexual cultivation and it's really the path of stepping into your true human nature, um, becoming a master, master of your mind, a master of your body, a master of your spirit, and to really thrive in this world. And I think that's something everything wants. We're, you know, we're living in this very interesting time where things are dramatically changing. The world we grew up in is not the world we're living in now. Everything is changing dramatically and it's, it's not really gonna go back to the way it was. So we have to find new ways of, of keeping ourselves in balance, new ways of, of manifesting what we want that will keep us happy and, and manifesting the things we want for ourselves and our friends and our family around us, right? And the most powerful way to support this that I've found is working with sexual energy, cultivating it, harmonizing it, storing it in your body, and putting it into other things than just, you know, jerking off into a tissue, to be honest. So that's a review of sexual cultivation, why you might want to do it, why you might want to do it. And, uh, you know, that's, again, what I offer through sexual kung fu is, is a path of training, systemic training to do this, to master it, because it's not something that happens overnight. It's like, okay, I want to practice human retention, have, you know, everything in my life change overnight. It doesn't work like that. You have to train, you have to prepare your body to handle this energy and learn how to move it through your body so it doesn't get stuck in your balls, so it doesn't get stuck in some weird part of your body and amplify negative patterns. You need to ground that energy and also for men, learning to separate orgasm from ejaculation is the biggest game changer because then you no longer equate sex or masturbation with depletion. It can actually be a way to massively charge your energy and you know you no longer experience sexual frustration or weird things like that. And it, sex and orgasm become something very, very sustainable instead of something that's very fleeting and depleting. So that's past sexual kung fu. So again, if you guys want to really uh, get a head start on your journey with this, join me for my free training tomorrow, Male Sexual Mastery Secrets. There's a link up at the, tap, at the top of this chat. Sign up for that. It's going live tomorrow. And uh, uh, there's a link in the description of this as well. So I will see you guys there tomorrow. We'll be training in depth on uh, how to do this everything I've been talking about, you're going to learn how to do it. All right. So with that said, I'm going to get into some questions. Wishing you guys a very happy, healthy, abundant, and flowing year 2022. And uh, Lucius, what's up Lucius? So say, Jonathan, hope you're well. One quick question. Do you know the I Ching Book of Changes? It's an ancient divina divination system. Yeah, I'm quite familiar with the I Ching. I've used it several times. This is one of the kind of the source text we could say of Taoism. It's like the, the Tao Te Ching, the I Ching, and a lot of like Chuang Tzu's writings. These are kind of the earliest written records of Taoist philosophy and certain tools that they use. So I Ching is really, really, really interesting. Actually, I believe that the guy who developed binary code for computers, uh, that came from him studying the I Ching because it's, it's basically, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, the, 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 the trigrams, basically yin and yang and how that, that, multiplies out into different flows of energy, the way that the life force changes and manifests in different ways. It's very interesting. Hey, Raymond. Brad Daly has been working on the breathing techniques. Thank you. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Keep, keep doing it. <clears throat> Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Devin. Bobcat says, I've been told that putting music on and dancing alone in your room is a powerful way to transmute sexual energy throughout your body. Is this something you've tried or found it to be true for yourself? Um, you know, dance is, the movement arts in general are, yeah, great ways to 
get your energy flowing, right? I think dance is something very, uh, it's, it's kind of primal and intuitive as well. You know, there's a lot of, of indigenous people that use dance as like a basically a chi cultivation practice to move energy through the body and kind of uh, uh, unlock this, this kind of kundalini type flow of this, tra this transformational consciousness energy rising through the body. Will it really transmute your sexual energy? Uh, it's going to vary on the person, whether just dancing is going to be enough for that. You know, for some you, kind of the thing here is like, if you have a blockage for most men, there's a blockage around the sexual center. It's like, it, it can't connect to the other centers. It's like alone within itself. And the only way for the energy flow is out of it. So, uh, resolving that blockage is a, is a big part of, uh, <clears throat> being able to transmute the sexual energy into the higher center. So for me, I needed something a little more direct, like um, working with the microcosmic orbit, but you know, maybe different for everyone. But in general, yeah, it's a great practice. Move those hips. It'll definitely uh, awaken your kind of sensual nature. Dancing's very sensual, it gets you in your body. Solara says, hi, Jonathan, what if you can't feel the arousal energy you speak of? Okay, are you not able to feel arousal? Do you not feel aroused? That's really what I'm talking about here because uh, if you're not able to feel aroused, you know, um, I'm not, I find it unlikely that's the case for you, but maybe it is, you're not even able to feel aroused, but you know, if you, if you can feel sexually aroused, um, then just feel what, what does that really feel like? And for me, it's like, it's an obvious, like there's a lot of energy there. It's, there's a lot of like this pressure and the sensation. It's like when a man's sexually aroused, the genitals kind of commands your attention to it, you know? So that's really what I'm talking about. And you can get deeper into the, the feeling of what energetically that really feels like. But in the beginning, you know, it's just like feeling your arousal. What does it feel like to feel aroused? Feel what's happening down there. <clears throat> Alexandra says, can you help me after sounding my husband, oh boy, after sounding my husband for about four hours, left a lot of lubricant in the urethra around the prostate. Have you ever had burning and frequency after sounding? So I could be wrong, but I believe this is where you, in soundings where you basically penetrate the urethra, like you stick like a long rod into the urethra. Um, I've done this and it can be a recipe for infections, you know? Um, I don't know what to say about it personally, so I can't really help you with this issue, unfortunately, but <laughs> be careful with that for sure. Roop Karyoa, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, Roop says, what are the possible dangers of building sexual energy? How can you be sure of your, okay, so two questions. The first one's, what are the possible dangers of building sexual energy? I think this is a good question and it's something very important to be aware of. And I, I go into depth into this and more in my course, but basically, and I've talked about it in other places, but basically the potential dangers of cultivating, of building sexual energy is understanding the, the properties of sexual energy. It's an amplifier and it's a multiplier. It's a, it's a, it's a multiplier and it bonds you to things, right? It's sticky, glues you to people, glues you to feelings, glues you to porn, whatever you're bonding you to with your sexual energy. And it amplifies things. This is a neutral uh, uh, property of sexual energy, we could say. It's not necessarily good or bad. It's, it's what that goes into that defines whether it's good or bad for you, right? So the potential danger is that you have all these underlying unconscious patterns. You're a very egotistical person. This happens to a lot of men with semen retentions that just feel it fuels their ego. They become just like, oh, I'm the most badass guy. All the women love me. And you know, it, it again, just fuels the ego, gets you stuck in a very dense place. So this is the, the potential dangers that you're, 
you're amplifying negative unconscious patterns, you're amplifying negative emotions. So if you're like an angry person and you start doing scene retention without any skill of working with the energy, then you're probably just gonna amplify that anger, right? This is what I see a lot with men. So that's why you have to be very careful about this. That's why I train in a sequential way. I don't, uh, when I'm teaching this stuff in my course, I don't just go straight to, okay, here's how you, you know, blast the aroused sexual energy through your body. You don't wanna start with that. You wanna start with clearing your negative patterns, clearing your mind and your body, clearing your angers, your frustrations, your fears, all these things that I, have, I teach direct practices to do this. So it's kind of like, your, let, let's say sexual cultivation is like planting a garden. Um, if there's a lot of weeds in that garden, you know, you wanna tr you're trying to plant something new, it's not gonna grow very well, right? So you have to weed out your garden before you put the new seeds in. You need to weed out your, your mind and body, your energy body, before you try to plant these new seeds. And we do that with the, the clearing practices I teach in my course, right? How to clear negative emotions, uh, traumas, limiting beliefs, all these things. So that's the foundation. And then learning to open up the proper channels and then move the sexual energy. So it's like step by step. So it's a, so you lay a safe foundation for it, right? And in following this way, I haven't seen anyone have any major issues. I haven't had any issues. So something very important to be aware of for sure. That's why this stuff requires sequential training. It's not just go to like, you know, seam retention alone for most people is not a good idea if you're not going to uh, balance the energy. It's about refining and balancing. It's not just about building. That's kind of the, you know, it's kind of the Darth Vader thing of like, I just want more power, more power, more energy. Having bigger, more badass energy is not always a good thing. That's not really necessarily what you want. You know, what you want is balanced energy, right? Because what if you have, okay, you have a hundred times more energy, but it's angry, imbalanced, you know, nasty energy. Like it's not going to do you much good, right? So balance. And you do that with practices. That's why there's, you know, it's a holistic system of training. Okay, and the second part of the question was, how can you be sure your energy channels are open enough for cultivating sexual energy into your body? Well, it's a fair question. And <clears throat> understand that your energy channels are never 100% closed because if they were, you would be dead. That's, you know, it's something that's creating life in our body is the energy channels moving. The thing is, is that the, the degree of flow lessens a bit, right? So. So as far as this, how can you be sure your energy channels are open? I mean, it's something that, again, this goes along with the sequential training. If you're following the way I teach, you know, the, the kind of sequence of like clearing negative emotions, then creating, then working with the microcosmic orbit and Qigong practices and grounding, and then you start working with the sexual energy first in a non-aroused way, just the testicle breathing, just moving it through your body. Um, then you're in a very much, a very safe place to start working with the with the aroused sexual energy, right? And and in the beginning, if you do still have like you know your your channels a bit closed, it's not going to be that as it's not going to be that big of a deal, right? It's just like okay, well I have trouble bringing it to the other areas of the body, and you'll know because you have a hard time ch changing the form of the sexual energy from the it's it's still stuck in your your genitals, still just driving you to have impulsive sexual experiences. You're still just driven by the sexual energy in an impulsive way. And the more that you feel that that starts to become uh, relieved, like instead of feeling just 100% horny all the time, now I'm feeling more creative. Now I'm feeling more like driven to do other things. And that's a good sign that you're, you're starting to open up and that the energy is starting to flow throughout your body. And Sean, 1996 boy says, what's the best way to open up the energy channels in the body? For me, it's been Qigong practice. 
and that's you know a, a good part of a large portion of what I teach in the course is different Qigong practices, sexual Qigong, non-sexual Qigong, grounding Qigong, just to open up the energy channels. And for me, that's been the most effective because um, a lot of people, a lot of kind of like the modern new age stuff, it, there's a lot of like visualization stuff. Just like, oh, imagine this is happening. Imagine that's happening. And you're just like seeing it as a picture in your mind. That's not really connecting you with your body, which is how you really open up the channels is you really need to interface your mind with your body, right? And that's what Qigong really, really helped me with was to really anchor my mind within my body to start to feel the, the chi directly and move it, right? So Qigong is my favorite, but there's a lot of methods, you know, I, I mean, I teach breathwork, Qigong, some yogic practices as well. All these things help you to open up the channels, meditation, Nagong practice. Hey, Michael. Thanks brother. I hope you had a good holiday season. Also, it was a nice, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice quiet, still, uh, kind of last half of December for me. I did a lot of just going within nourishing myself, took a lot of time off and now I'm ready to just like crush it, you know, Andrea Pillen says, can you do it just once in a while and still gain all the benefits of everyday training? Um, I'm guessing you're talking about just practice in general. Um, practicing once in a while is not going to get you the same results as practicing every day, but doing it, the, the key here is regularity, right? If you practice every other day, that's much better than never practicing at all. If you practice once a week, you'll get a bit of benefits, but it's not gonna be nearly as effective as practicing several days a week, right? What you wanna really wanna get to is, is, is practicing as close to every day as you can, even if it's shorter durations, even if you practice for 10 minutes a day, you know, that's better than one day a week, you practice for three hours. It's better to do consistently throughout the week. So it's just kind of like set small uh, initial goals for yourself. Like when I started practicing Qigong, I was doing 10 minutes. I did 10 minutes um, every day. And then after a few months, I upped that to, to 15 minutes, then 20 minutes, then 30 minutes. And now I'm doing like three hours a day because I'm hooked, sometimes more than that, right? But yeah, just start small, but the key here is regularity. You really wanna get in the habit of training every day, or at least as close to every day as you can. Thanks B. He says, what are the most important types of practice to start first? Qigong, breathing, etc." Yeah, in general, I think Qigong is a really, really great starting point. Um, Qigong, yoga, you know, just opening up the body, um, developing a, a deeper connection, but Qigong especially because it helps you open up channels and get your energy flowing, and breath work. So basically Qigong and breath work, I think are really great starting points. <clears throat> Sean says, should you stay away from coffee while on semen retention? Depends, depends on your constitution, depends. Um, for most people, coffee is not doing them any good. Um, the thing with stimulants is that they basically tap into your energy reserves. You're tapping into your kidney and your adrenal energy to, to have more stimulation in the moment. You know, they, they release stress hormones, cortisol. So you feel like you have more energy, but you're really just like pulling stress hormones and like your energy reserves to have more now. It's like pulling from your savings account to, to spend right now, which, you know, if, if it's not like a, a lot, it's not a big deal. But if you're relying on it every day, then it's probably you know causing you some fatigue. If you have trouble like waking up in the morning without a cup of coffee or without caffeine, then you're probably adrenally fatigued and and just relying on more stimulation is not a very uh, sustainable way. So um, I don't recommend it personally. Uh, uh, you know, small amounts of caffeine. Like I I like uh, like high really high quality like hand picked Chinese green teas. 
some pure air sometimes too. I have it every once in a while, and it, but it's like it's very, very lightly caffeinated. But in general, like caffeine, um, I don't like it. But you know, whatever works. You know, if you feel again, it comes down to what's your constitution. Are you tapping your adrenal energy? Are you adrenally depleted? Stimulation is not a good idea if you are, but if you have like the constitution where caffeine can actually like support your metabolism and things like that, you know, it depends. Demario James says, I've been dealing with this. I've had sexual energy stuck in different parts of my body. It hurts sometimes. Yeah, so that's why, you know, you want to really develop skill just working with energy, just non-sexual energy, right? Like learning to move energy through your body. That's that's kind of a a, um, a foundation for working with sexual energy. It's like walk before you can run, right? And so if you don't have any skill working with energy and you're, you're just throwing all this gasoline on the fire, trying to go straight to the advanced aroused sexual energy practices, you might get hurt, right? So yeah, that's why start with foundations and work up. Build a solid foundation so that your building doesn't collapse. Andrea says, should we stay away from all negative habits and only do positive or we can balance like alcohol and smoke every once in a while? So this kind of comes down to the fact that, you know, I'm human, we're human, you know, it's okay to like have some indulgences here and there, but if these things start to become like habits, if they start to control you, like if you need a drink every, you know, if you're getting drunk every weekend or you need like a little drink every evening, um, then, you know, these things are starting to control you, right? So, you know, have to, allow yourself to have fun, but don't let yourself be consumed by these negative things. And, and the kind of the, the thing is, is like you, you outweigh, weigh the good and the bad, like, okay, having some drinks with friends every once in a while, like, yeah, it's fun. It kind of gives me that social interaction that I really need. And like, I have a lot of fun. I feel a little shitty the next day, but whatever. Overall, it's supporting me. Right. But if, if it's like I get wasted every Saturday night and I spend the next two or three days just recovering from that, I feel shitty for most of the week and then Saturday comes and I do it all over again, then that's probably, you know, not a very supportive habit. So just, you know, kind of have to use your own uh, discernment here, right? But for me personally, like alcohol is something I completely cut out of my life. But, you know, I have my vices too. <laughs> But yeah, you know, understand. Hey, we're 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 here in the we're here in the plane in the dirt on planet Earth, and it's okay to get dirty sometimes. But overall, you know, I'm gonna be on your your uh, your self mastery. <clears throat> B says, "What are your favorite practices to do on a regular basis?" Thank you for all you do. Most of the practices I'm teaching. Um, my, my personal daily practices that I'm really focusing on right now, I do Zhang Zhuang every day. That's one of my main, you know, standing Qigong meditation. I've got a video of that on, on my YouTube Qigong playlist. It's phenomenal. I spend about 30 minutes in the morning doing that every day. Um, some different movement forms of Qigong. But yeah, my favorites right now have been uh, doing a lot of Tai Chi, a lot of Xing Yi Chuan, these internal martial arts, which are basically just like super advanced Qigong practices where you're just blasting Qi through your body. And... Um, Doing a lot of uh, internal alchemy meditation, Nadon practice, kind of Taoist uh, internal alchemy. A lot of Dantian cooking, refining energy, moving it through the channels, and of course, you know, uh, my sexual kung fu practice, my, my my sexual energy practices, dual cultivation with my partner, and uh, you know, moving my sexual energy through my channels. Those are my favorite practices right now. Sean says, when self-cultivating, what can we use? 
obviously no porn and I assume girls on Instagram are no-go. Yeah, so the thing is you wanna kinda of get away from the external stimulation. That's becoming very reliant on visual stimulation for men is something that becomes a big barrier to really getting deeper, deeper into this practice, into, into uh, non-jacketary orgasm, full body orgasm because this vi the visual, like I need to see the, you know, the body, the, the woman, um, the porn image, whatever, it pulls you out of your body. It, it, it creates a lot of stimulation and it tends to cause a more kind of lower frequency, you could say, of, of sexual energy, like the, the more impulsive, lustful energy generated from that. Um, and it's, so what I recommend doing is, is, you know, if you need like a little bit of like fantasy or something, um, to begin with just to get aroused, you know, okay, whatever. But once you are aroused, focus completely on just feeling your body, your breath, moving the energy, feeling the sensation, get much more embodied with it, right? But when it's all, when you when you need visual stimulation to become aroused, it means that you're kind of stuck up in your head, you're disconnected from your body, maybe you're, you know, your, your arousal chemistry is a bit off too. So I recommend making it much more of an internal practice. And that can be a process of training. You know, it took me a little bit to get there, but once you do, it's, it's a completely different experience of, embodied uh, orgasmic experience versus like just kind of this lustful projection of energy outward. Roy, Roy Yun Sachs says, hearing music and really feeling it, does it have to do with the sacral chakra of the heart? I mean, I think it's, it's a bit of everything because music is Everything, you know, everything is music, everything is vibration, everything's frequency. We are all the sound waves vibrating uh, in certain uh, intervals with each other to create the illusion of, of physicality. You know, everything is sound. And so when you're listening to music, it depends. I think it depends what the music is, what the, you know, what instrument you're listening to. Um, it's it's gonna affect various energy centers of your body, right? And I think only you can really discern what that is that's happening. It's an interesting thing to experiment. You know, I've, I've been using a lot of sound in my practice, just of like vibrating different parts of the body and seeing how that can influence energy channels. It's kind of something I've been uh, evolving with right now. <clears throat> Sean says, do you have to do breath work for example, the healing sounds, the guided transformational breath work consistently to see results. I do them here and there, but I'm still not clearing my negative patterns. Um, with the healing sounds, it's definitely something you want to do, you know, consistently if you're really dealing with like negative patterns, um, because when you're dealing with negative negativity, negative patterns, negative emotions, traumas, whatever, you know, they're going to have different varying degrees of crystallization. We could say in your energy body, crystallization meaning that how fixed you are in that pattern, right? And so if you have some really, really deep thing, like I had some, for me, one of my deepest blockages was around money and finances, this idea of abundance. I had some really, really strong programming around money, you know, my, my whole life kind of for my family and that it was always this belief, like there's not enough, I'm not worthy of this. And it, I didn't resolve that until, um, I guess about five years ago. So when I was, hold on now, <laughs> just turned 33. So it took, not until I was 28 that I really cleared this thing. Um, but once I did, it was just like huge. It was like breaking a dam and just whoosh, this flood of new energy in my life that completely changed, you know? So different blockages are gonna, you know, there's gonna be different 
again, this isn't always an overnight process. Sometimes it's like, you know, do the healing sounds every day for months and then one day you have a breakthrough. But I think the inner smile as well, you know, you've, you've taken the course, so the, the inner smile is another very powerful practice with working working with blockages and things like that. But I, I would say in general, it definitely requires, you know, consistency, right? But also it's like, we often have, we, we often get into a war with, with ourselves around these sort of things. You know, this is something I was discussing with, uh, with uh, someone who went through the course was having a particular issue was that um, we often see these patterns that we have within ourselves, like that's bad. And it's like, it's something separate from us. You're this, you know, nasty thing that someone else put in me. And now, you know, like it's, you're kind of at war with it, right? You're in this battle, which polarizes yourself. You're like, it's that and that, and then it's me. And you, it becomes the struggle of fighting this, this part of yourself. Right. And it's like, you have to kind of look into this thing and say, okay, here's this pattern I have. Clearly I can't fight it. I can't force it out of me. Can I make friends with it? What do you have to say? What stories are you, what, what stories am I holding in this pattern? What do I have? How has this been serving me? What have I gained from it? You know, maybe this certain pattern has helped me in certain situations, but now it's actually holding me back. So it's time, you know, to kind of transform this thing, right? So just really bringing light and consciousness into it and making friends with it instead of just trying to like fight it and, you know, slash it with a sword. I don't know, hopefully that's helpful. Arit, Arite, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, says, Hey Jonathan, just want to say thank you for your work. I can feel my life my life has somewhat improved since I found out about transmutation from your channel just last month. Awesome, glad it's found it's improved. Start doing the practices, start doing you know, the Qigong, uh, the, the practices in my Qigong playlist, sexual kung fu exercises playlist, breathwork playlist. You start doing the daily practice and that's what will really create the change. The information's great, but like you need a practice to really uh, get things cooking, right? Because talk does not cook the rice. Your practice does. <clears throat> and again, Sean, so for example, working six healing sounds, if there's one certain pattern that's really, you know, spend a lot of time really like do many, you know, go spend 30 minutes doing the healing sounds, then sit there and inner smile to it, inner smile to it, feel it, really feel the pattern and see if you can just render into it and, and dissolve it, right? <clears throat> 1819 says in your experience do moon cycles full moon or new moon or other astrological factors like retrograde significantly impact cultivating chi moving energy through the microcosm orbit etc uh there's a lot of talk about this in i would say kind of more it, it, more in the higher levels of practice like the internal alchemy practices and taoism as far as like some of the more foundational practices like you know qigong qigong practice microcosmic orbit um it's not I would say from my experience as much profoundly from as impacted from these things. Um, but when you get to some of the more higher alchemical work, you know, the nadon practice and things like that, then there's, they often talk about like, um, the different times of day that you want to engage within certain practices and different times of the like cycles, moon cycles and things like that. Um, for example, it's supposed to be really good to work with the core channel, the Chiang Mai during the full moon. There's a full, full moon practice that I do around that where I just work with a central channel. Um, so that's something, but for, I mean, for me personally, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm often very rebellious in a lot of ways. When someone says, you know, only do this practice during this certain time, I'm like, oh yeah, well, I'm gonna try doing it during the times I'm not supposed to. You know, I, I kind of have that, that attitude within myself. So I don't really, you know, 
personally vary my practices based on like the full moon and new moon. Well, a little bit, right? Um, as far as like moving energy and things like that, I mean, I just do these things every day, but like kind of more intentionally like full moon is more of a time to like clear. So like you wanna, you know, do clearing practices if there's like a pattern you're working with and you know, working with clearing that on the full moon. New moon's the time to like plant something new. It's time to like build something, right? So I usually try to start something new, like a new project or whatever around a new moon, right? And things like that. So really, kind of more on that line of things. So <laughs> if that, hopefully that helps or, is, or answers your question somewhat. Arete says, I'm reading books about sexual transmutation and regeneration, and they clearly advocate celibacy while you do retention and only do sex for the purpose of procreation. What's your opinion on that? Uh, my opinion is that whoever wrote that is, uh, they're, they're a little tight in their ass and they, they got to stick up their ass and they need to loosen up a bit. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, you know, you can read all the books. The thing is that I mean, I, in the beginning, it's like you read about stuff because it's completely new to you. And then you're like, okay, this person read this, wrote this book. He must know everything there is to know about it. And so you take everything they know to like, this is it. And then the first book you read on it, the first thing you learned from it, that kind of becomes your foundation. So, so anything else is different. You're like, nope, that's wrong because I read this book that said this first, right? So I've, I've been through this myself, but after a while you start to see that there's no single, I've never seen a single system, a single teacher that knows everything and is right all the time, I mean, myself included, right? So the thing is eventually you have to become your own teacher. You know, eventually you have to use your intuition, your discernment, and actually experiment with yourself. Does this work? Does that work? Eventually I started on this path of like, um, just questioning what a lot of things I was taught, questioning a lot of things my teacher said and like, okay, they say this, but like, why? But why? Why does this have to be a rule? Like, and I would start breaking the rules and I'm like, okay, well, I broke this rule that they said they should never be broken because it was dangerous and nothing bad happened to me. So clearly, you know, um, so, so, so my thing on like, I think part of the reason why, you know, this thing of like, you have to be celibate if you're practicing retention, mostly because these guys probably couldn't really overcome the desire to ejaculate. They couldn't really overcome their base impulses. So they could only do retention like when they're basically completely alone, separating themselves from the world. And this comes down to this, this set, this, this uh, blockage between the sexual center and the rest of the body. And there's a lot of cultivation paths where they never really resolve this. It's just about, okay, well, sex is just wrong. This is how a lot of religions are. There's well, sex is wrong. It's dirty. You shouldn't do it. You know, that's, that's your path, right? For me, that's not a very holistic path. So the thing is, is that when you learn to, uh, there, there's so much benefit to engaging in sex, to engaging in, in sexual pleasure. Um, and when you deprive yourself of that, it becomes more of this, I mean, if it's like a natural thing, like you naturally rise at this point in your practice where, you know what, I actually just don't desire sex anymore, naturally, because I'm transmuting this energy, because I'm alchemizing it. That's That's kind of a natural celibacy. That's different, right? But if it's like, you have to suppress this. You can't allow yourself to feel, to think sexual thoughts. You know, it's, it's like kind of the, a lot of the brahmacharya stuff. It's like, you can't never think impure thoughts. It's like, okay, well, good luck with that living on planet earth. Right? So part of it is like, maybe it's a bit of a control system and there's gotta be this master at the top. Who's like telling everyone what to do. And he's on a big ego trip about it. Um, when he himself actually has a lot of issues as well. Right. But, um, without going on too much more of a rant on this, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's contrasting what I have experienced myself and teach. You know, um, a lot of it is also this um, 
the guilt and shame around sexuality. It's very much present in a lot of spiritual paths and religious paths. Like sex is something wrong, it's something dirty. It's the physical realm is this hell realm. We have to get out of here. We have to transcend out of our bodies back to heaven. Get out of here, right? But it's, it's, it's kind of an anti-embodiment, anti-physical, which is really anti-female, right? The feminine is embodiment, it's form, it's structure. So it's just kind of another uh, dualistic thing of, you know, anyways, I know this is a lot. I'm ranting on here, but I think it's very relevant, especially with this kind of spiritual sex stuff. This is what really got me into Taoist philosophy and to studying Taoist cultivations because it's very balanced. It's like there's not all these extreme rules like you can never do this, you can never do that. I, I can't stand that stuff personally, right? I, I don't like being told what I can and can't do. I would rather see what works for me and what doesn't and then base uh, what I should do based on that, right? Well, obviously having morals. Um, so what I encourage you to do is not be kind of in this servant mindset where you need all these rules by people you perceive are higher than you telling you what to do, you know, experiment, see what works for you. Stephen Watts says, how do you know if you're contract, if how do you know if you are contracting the pelvic floor correctly? How hard should you squeeze the PC muscles? I feel like I might be squeezing too hard because my heart starts beating faster. Um, I don't use any pelvic floor squeezing anymore in my practice. Um, I stopped doing this couple, I most for the most part, I, I stopped doing this a couple years ago and it completely changed my practice and understanding of working with sexual energy in the body. And so uh, I find it more effective to have zero pelvic floor tension for better, you know, full body orgasm, moving sexual energy, all these things, right? So I don't recommend PC squeezing. Um, if you are going to just a very, very slight squeezing, but any technique, you know, that evolved, that is told, you know, squeeze the PC muscle, which is actually usually the BC muscle, which is the center perineum muscle. Um, instead of squeezing it, just don't squeeze it. Use there, you know, everything else. So like, like Tesco breathing, right? Um, a lot of, the, the system say squeeze as you as you drop, squeeze as you draw the energy up. I just don't squeeze and just draw the energy up, right? Or you can kind of like squeeze the butt cheeks a little bit against the tailbone. Wally Daman says, how to retain semen when sad? Well, it's just the same as when you're happy, I guess. <laughs> um, maybe the real thing here is like, when you're in like a negative mind state that you seek vices, you seek something kind of a quick fix to make you feel better. For a lot of men, that's looking at porn, you know, having impulsive, uh, masturbate, impulsive ejaculatory masturbation. So it's really a matter of learning to resolve the things that you're feeling that you, you, you label as good or bad. Um, learning how to resolve these things without needing something to, to kind of distract yourself with, right? This is really what self-cultivation is about, is how do you, if you're feeling sad, why, why, why is it you're feeling sad? And how do you release that energy from your body so you're not holding on to it? Or at least just allow yourself to feel it, like, okay, I'm feeling sad. I don't need to necessarily do anything about it. I'm just going to feel it. Maybe I'll go for a walk in nature and just let things flow, you know? So so really the thing here is is learning how to resolve things in a more holistic, masterful way, instead of just like caving in, like, oh, I am having a bad day, I'm gonna get drunk and jerk off to porn, whatever, right? Like, for me, that was a big changing point of 
having a practice, doing yoga, doing qigong, doing breath work, was a, these things became my go-to if I was feeling, you know, whatever, feeling something I didn't, was uncomfortable, then I would, I would do my practice, let it move, and then, you know, I'd feel much better. Roop says, how much time do you spend on spiritual practice daily? Um, you know, it depends. And often my life is a spiritual practice, you know, like, it's not like, okay, here comes down the curtain. Now I put on my white robe and now I'm doing my spiritual practice, which I mean, sometimes meditation is, is a bit of a spiritual practice and there's certain, you know, things I'm connecting with there. But overall, like I'm having a spiritual practice throughout my day um, because it's learning to connect the various subtle bodies, right? There's the physical body, there's the energy body, the emotional body, the astral body, spiritual, there's all these layers of bodies. So you learn, you know, there's kind of formal practice and learning how to feel these different parts of yourself. And then kind of the integration is your life becomes the practice. So like every moment of the day, you're connected to all, we could say versions of yourself, all dimensions of yourself and you're integrated, right? And obviously for me that varies day to day, but I do my best to stay within that, you know, 24 seven. Not that I'm not saying I'm there yet, but overall. So it's not really, easy for me to clear, to say specifically how much time I spend doing it because sometimes it's 24 seven. Sometimes I'm out for a few days, you know, it varies. <clears throat> Sean1996 boys says when self-cultivating, is it okay to use your imagination to think of fantasies or is this also taking you away from your body, which might prevent full body orgasms? Um, I, th I think that it's okay to use a bit of fantasy. Like again, I kind of discussed this before earlier of how <clears throat> maybe in the beginning, like when you're self-cultivating, you just, you know, it's, it's a little different than when you're with someone else. There's not quite the same polarity, attraction, excitement. So it's like you have to create that within yourself. And so some sometimes a bit, of, doing that with a bit of fantasy is okay just to like build some arousal. But I, so what I, so, so once you are aroused, I recommend stopping it completely. You can kind of notice this. Something I really noticed when I was training this was like when I was self-cultivating, um, when I, just in regard to like tension in my body, especially like pelvic floor tension, um, as soon as I started to focus on like a sexual image in my mind, uh, just the fantasy, uh, there would uh, the pressure in my sexual center increased, like the urgency of coming closer to ejaculation would all of a sudden just increase, and like there'd be a tendency for me to want to contract my pelvic floor muscles. And as soon as I stopped focusing on the imagery in my head, that stopped. I was able to relax. So it's like it, it's an interesting thing. I think you you know you can experiment with this uh, by yourself as well, and just notice like what happens when I start fantasizing. Do I feel more connected to my sexual uh, energy and the feelings in my body, or do I feel disconnected from it? You know, just notice. What happens? Does it push me closer to an ejaculatory type of experience or does it push me more into a full body experience? I found that when I just completely absorb my mind and my body, relax and just feel, just breathe and just feel, like that's when I get into some of the most powerful full body states. Francisco Beckman says, what is yin power lock? Uh, so I teach this in my course. I teach, you know, different ver versions of this, but basically, I mean, there's, there's different ways to do it. What do I want to share? And I'll share, I'll share one with you. Basically, instead of holding the, the simplicity of it, at least the version of it I was taught was, so the power lock, you know, you take a breath and hold basically. And like, 
spiral, move the energy, pull out your genitals as you're holding that breath. With the yin power lock, you hold the breath out. So breath, uh, breath subjugation instead of a breath retention. So empty your lungs completely and just, it almost creates this like vacuum in your dantian in the belly center. Just feel that like pulling the sexual energy out of your genitals into that, that central area versus holding the breath uh, holding the breath in, you know, full lungs. It has more of a yang quality to it. It's a bit more heating. It's a bit more of this like expansiveness, right? So it's basically holding the breath out versus holding the breath in, but it can go even deeper than that as well. But I think that's, you know, plenty to start with. Noah says, hey, John, I've been doing Zhang and I notice as I sink down that I gain a large amount of pain in the back, the traps, and the chest. Should I sink further into this pain? Okay, be careful when it comes to pain with Zhang any, any practice, of course. Uh, Qigong's law of standing, right? So where's the pain? If it's like joint pain, like if you're feeling it in the joints, that's a warning sign. An alignment's probably off. So check that. But if it's like if it's like a muscular kind of like an achy, discomforting pain, that's normal. You're gonna have a lot of that during Zhang Zhuang, right? It can be quite uncomfortable, but it's just it's part of the process. It's the rebuilt, re, kind of restructuring of the tissues in the body, as well as the energy, right? So um, yeah, if it's joint pain, if it's like discs of your spine pain, be very very careful with that. All right, make sure your alignments are off. Discontinue the practice if you need to. But if it's just like muscular discomfort, tension, aching, there's gonna be a lot of that. Ruyun Sachs is when you channel your energy to the higher centers, does this make you more intuitive? Is this tangible? I mean, it's going to vary from person to person, but um, from my experience, it, well, first of all, I think that intuition isn't necessarily always coming from the higher centers. You know, what is gut feeling? Like, I just have a gut feeling. That's intuition. That's belly. That's lower center, right? Uh, there's a brain in your belly. Your belly is the, the third brain, right? The first one's in your head. The second one is your heart. The third one's your belly. There's actually brain cells in these parts of our bodies. The, the small intestine resembles a brain, right? So, um, but of course we often associate kind of like telepathy and, and intuition and psychicness with like the head. We're, we're very head oriented, right? Um, but in general, I would say doing sexual cultivation, energy cultivation in general, especially Qigong has definitely increased my intuition. I have a very strong intuition. It, it, this is something that's becoming, become very, very clear to me is I, I started noticing like, um, I would just have, maybe I was like meeting a person and I would just have this like impression like, oh, this person, there's this certain thing going on with them. But for a while I was like, oh, I'm just like judging. I just have it. And then it would turn out to be true. And this has only increased in my life. Right. So I've come to the point of like, wow, actually I'm, I, I have a pretty strong intuition about things. But yeah. In general energy cultivation, I think will make most people more intuitive for sure. Andrea says, how important is the harmony of the earth element? I mean, it's, it's important as the harmony of any elements, but earth is definitely something that most people have issues with. I would say if there's one element that most people, uh, that I most commonly see people have, have issues with, it's earth because we're taught to, you know, earth is all about, um, it's about boundaries. It's about, it's also about like kind of security and like this, uh, 
having a strong center within yourself. That's your earth. Your earth is your internal earth. It's like your, your ground that you stand on, right? Most people are not centered within themselves at all. They rely on external things like, well, I need this relationship in my life. If this person leaves me, I'm done for. I'm going to fall apart. I'm going to commit suicide. You know what I mean? That's weak earth. Um, oh, I get all my information from the news. They tell me what to do, what to think, what to put in my body, what not to put in my body. You know, that's, that's weak earth, right? Um, I need to take these substances. I need to eat these, you know, eat this junk food to get some sort of, you know, a quick fix, quick feel good. That's earth stuff, right? So, um, when you have strong earth, um, you feel very centered within yourself. It doesn't matter what's happening around you. You can be any, you can be in, you know, chaotic situations and you feel confident and grounded and centered within yourself. And you don't have a lot of like addictive tendencies. Like I need, I need to watch porn every day. I need to uh, drink beer every night. I need, I need a hit of, I need a bong hit every day. Right. Um, you don't, you don't need that because you're strong within yourself. You're like, I have this abundance of energy within myself. I feel good. I feel centered. I feel in harmony and flow. That's earth element stuff. And the next question was, do the healing sounds work on both yin and yang organs? Yeah, they, they do because obviously the organs are paired. You know, the heart, small intestine, lungs, large intestine, liver, gallbladder, uh, spleen, stomach, pancreas, kidneys, adrenals. Um, yeah, I, I, when I teach healing sounds, I mostly just focus on the yang organs because that's plenty for most, or yin yang, I guess. Yeah, 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 the yang organs because that's plenty for most people, but you can definitely uh, expand that practice to include the counterparts. Kriang says, I've tried Montauk Chia's sexual transmutation techniques many times, but they don't work for me. What am I supposed to do? Maybe I'm too blocked physically, psychically, and have blockages to working these. Um, if you're struggling with practice, always go back to the foundations. Um, have you done foundations for working sexual energy? Have you done, do you do Qigong? Do you do breath work? Do you do grounding practices, emotional clearing, opening up the energy channels, microcosmic orbit? This is your starting point, right? Um, so if the sexual practices aren't working for you, go back to the foundations, go back to the healing sounds, inner smile, you know, grounding, Jan Zhuang practice, Qigong forms. This is really important foundations because the more your skill develops with these, the more effective you will find the sexual techniques to be. Calvin Freeman says, what are your favorite supplements? Um, it varies, depends on what, you know, it, it, it varies by, by season. Like in the winter right now, I need more kidney support and uh, kidney energy, which is different than like detoxing your kidneys, right? So I've been taking um, a kidney yin formula, which has like Raymania, um, Kisho Wu, Astragalus, Kind of kidney builders, right? But some, some, some I found very effective. Kind of my go-tos that I usually take on a daily basis are mucuna. Mucuna is amazing. Uh, increases human growth hormone, increases uh, dopamine production. Um, maca root, another great one. Ashwagandha. My body really likes ashwagandha. Those are some great ones. Andrea Pillen says, is there a sound for the brain? Well, you can, so, so kind of, you know, the thing with like these practices are, I think intention here is a large part of them. Like you'll see, I've seen many, many different versions of the healing sounds and many different sounds. And kind of come to the conclusion that a lot of it's just like intention. Like you're intending to create this pathway of connection with a certain part of your, your body, your mind, whatever. And you're, you're doing this certain sound 
with the intention of that and that alone you know can create powerful results so you can make your own brain sound like just you know sit quietly and be like okay my brain i want to like clear <laughs> something from my brain or, or whatever and so just like what sound just allow yourself to make a sound just like okay i'm gonna make a sound and take a deep breath and whatever you know make like a make it vibrate your brain right but but higher tones um you know a lot of like mantras that they use in yogic practices i mean most systems have mantras um they vibrate different parts of the body like the lower sounds like oh it's going to vibrate your your dantian your lower centers and the higher the tone gets the you know you're going to feel more in your head so tone uh, is a is a factor as well with sounds and vibrating parts of the body and things like that Sean says that when doing six healing sounds, even if you aren't visualizing anything, will you gain any benefit? I worry I'm wasting my time because I find it hard to visualize. I might not be getting results. So I've answered this question a couple of times, but you don't need to visualize with this practice. You don't need to visualize with any practice, right? Visualization can just get you stuck in your head. And so you're not, what are, you know, you're feeling this at part of your body. You're putting your mind in this, re when you're working with the lungs, you're putting your mind in this region of the body. You're feeling it. You don't need to visualize anything. You feel that part of your body and as you make the sound, just sweep your awareness from that part outside of your body, out the mouth, as you're blowing it out. Simple as that. And you will have effective results from that. Mario says, what are your views on casual sex or causal sex? Causal sex? I'm not sure if you meant to say casual sex or if you're actually saying causal sex. I'm, um, I'm going to... Casual sex is a more common term, so I, I'll assume that it was a typo, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Um, uh, actually... Okay. Um, so... Maybe it's saying causal sex, which maybe, you know, something else defined differently, but casual sex, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Just the understand that every time you have sex with someone, sex is a really, really deep, intimate connection. And you're exchanging all this energetic information, imprints, karma, beliefs, emotions, all kinds of things. So be cautious of who you're connecting with, right? That's the only thing is like, it can create more work for you. You can take on more baggage, you know, uh, if you're not connecting with the right people. So just understand that there's no, nothing inherently right or wrong, just that can be more work that you're putting on yourself. Stephen Watts says, when I touch my manhood, my pelvic floor involuntarily contracts in an impulsive, reactive manner. How can I keep my pelvic floor relaxed or relaxed? I think it might be really tense or tight. Check out my video on uh, pelvic floor rehabilitation. This is extremely common for men. Um, and I see your other question that you, yeah, my testicle breathing audio, I say to contract the pelvic floor. So again, this is, my practice has evolved with this, right? Because I studied the methods that, you know, Montachia teaches, my, my, most of my teachers, Michael Wynn, Lauren Johnson, most people teaching this stuff say contract the pelvic floor. It's, it's extremely common. I would say it's 90% it's of what people are teaching with, with this men's work, this men's sexual practices are saying to squeeze the pelvic floor during sex. And a couple years ago, I, I started realizing that that was actually making 
it harder for me to uh, avoid ejaculating. And that once I started relaxing my pelvic floor, stopped doing Kegels, and did a lot of work with just pelvic floor relaxation, my sexual endurance improved tremendously, tremendously, as well as my like full body orgasm experience. So, um, I, I, so some of my older material is still teaching that those techniques. It's okay, just understand that like this is the new um, way that I'm approaching it and what I'm teaching now. Calvin Freeman says, what are your favorite male herbal supplements? What do you highly recommend? Again, I kind of answered this already, but it depends on what your goals are, what you need. Um, <clears throat> if you need like testosterone support, sexual energy, you know, boosting, Tomcat Lee is really great. Dragon herbs, I, I tried, I recently tried dragon herbs, uh, Tomcat, like T-O-M-K-A-T, like, like a Tomcat, which is a, which contains Tomcat Lee, Polyrachis Ant, and uh, Hisho Wu. It's, not, it's a really potent uh, sexual energy booster. It's one of the most obvious ones I've ever taken. Like I was having crazy, I mean, I, it's normal for me to have morning erections, but this was like crazy, it was, it was a bit too much for me actually. So I'm like, okay, that's a very potent one. So Dragon Herbs Tomcat is, if you wanna like massive boost sexual energy, that's a good, that's good. it may not be a good long-term one, but but overall for male sexual energy support, again, ashwagandha, maca, um, zinc, Magnesium, selenium, borium, boron, you need these minerals for uh, um, hormone production, <clears throat> sperm production. Leo Koopa says, is maintaining a healthy diet and exercise important when cultivating sexual energy through semen retention? Yes, I think it's important. It's an important, you know, again, semen retention is just one piece of, of the you know, self-cultivation, balance, increased energy, but it's not everything, right? Yes, your diet, what you're putting in your body is important. You need good fuel. If you're putting garbage in, you know, it's not going to be very good. Uh, hydration, water, exercise, proper exercise, meditation, breath work, qigong, um, all these things are important aspects of just general self-cultivation for sure. Vishnu Mohan says, hey bro, how do we relieve the sexual tension that builds up after a few weeks of retention? Sexual transmutation practices, so microcosmic orbit, um, the energy needs to be moving, right? Ideally, you're, practice, you're, you're, you're moving the energy throughout your period of retention. You're not just uh, like, oh shit, there's all this, <laughs> there's, things really stuck here. It's been a month and now I have this sticky mess down here everything's stuck down there. So ideally you're consistently moving that energy through your body throughout the whole time. So that's why I recommend testicle breathing as a daily practice for semen retention, working with the microcosmic orbit, um, grounding practices, creative outlets, physical exercise to burn off some of the extra energy, you know, and also like having uh, non-ejaculatory sex to move the energy through the body. And then Jake Kinney says, how much should a man relapse a month or a year? Uh, I think relapse is a really silly word in regards to this, but in general, most men can ejaculate. Um, again, it depends on your age, your health, physicality, everywhere. And this, this, I think this is important to mention to the last question as well, in that I don't necessarily recommend like long-term retention for, for most people in that um, if you go beyond a couple months, for, it's gonna be different for every man. Beyond like two months, three months, maybe even a month for some men, uh, your hormone levels start to decrease, actually. You know, I experimented with many, many different durations throughout my practice, and what I found was actually sometimes I would go too long and my sexual energy would decrease. Things, be, 
things become stagnant, right? So for some men, it can be beneficial to ejaculate here and there. So I think for most men, like once a month, every, every six weeks, you know, if you're in your early twenties, you could even get away with every two weeks if you want, if you're not doing a lot of like cultivation practice to like channel the energy, you know, it, it really comes down to like, how are you practicing, right? If you're moving the energy, if you're really circulating it, really transmuting it, you know, practicing like internal alchemy practice, then you can go for very long periods of time. But if you're not doing that stuff, um, you're going to have a big buildup and, you know, just make sure you're, you're staying balanced with all that. Andrea says, when you're, when you are chilling, where do you place your awareness? I know one great place is the Dantian, but what other possibilities do we have is Dantian and the second chakra, the same place. Dantian is not the same as a, as a chakra. Um, the, the, yeah, the Dantian, I mean, we could say at some level, it kind of fuses the energies of the chakras, but it's a different thing. Don't confuse chakras and Dantian for the same thing. They're different. Um, as far as where to place your awareness, I mean, it's, you know, whatever you want to do, where do I keep my awareness? It depends. Um, <clears throat> depends what I'm doing often just throughout my body. Just am I relaxed? Am I tense? You know, you don't want to like be too, like I have to focus on this one place all day, every day. It too much like hyper-focus can cause stagnance. So just be relaxed, learn to, uh, there's this practice called Ting Jin, which is listening energy. You learn to just kind of fill your whole body with your mind and like lightly too. And certain parts of your body will pull your mind to them more, especially as like energy centers start to really come online. Certain parts will start to light up. So just, you know, don't be too anal with it throughout the day. <laughs> Stephen Watts says, also I thought contracting the pelvic floor strengthens it for better control in the bedroom. I thought that too for a long period of time until I stopped doing it. <laughs> and then I realized, wow, what I encourage you to do is experiment with, like if you're having sex, you're, you know, you're self-stimulating, Notice what happens if you completely relax your pelvic floor, like absolutely completely relax as much as you can as you're stimulating and then try doing a reverse Kegel or it's like you're pushing out, like you're, you're trying to push out a poop, right? This expansion. Notice what that does to your arousal level and then squeeze your pelvic floor, squeeze it as you're stimulating and notice, does that bring you quicker to ejaculation? And what I found was that whenever my pelvic floor was engaged, like squeezing, it made my penis much more sensitive and made it much easier for me to reach the point of no return, which I could remedy when I had a lot of, you know, was doing those practices a lot back in the day because I was squeezing, but I was also just like drawing energy up like crazy. So, you know, it can be worked with, but personally, I kind of what I understand now is like, I suspect that there was a bit of a misunderstanding with how the practices were being explained. And, and because there is a bit of engagement in the pelvic floor, but it's not like a squeezing, right? It's, it's hard to explain. Like kind of the, the more subtle Taoist internal alchemy practices, you pull energy up from the perineum, but you're not actually, you're kind of doing it from the Dantian itself. It's, it's hard to explain, right? So I think that there was just kind of a misunderstanding of these practices and people are like, oh, we gotta squeeze the life out of my pelvic floor muscles. And you know, so my, my practices changed with it and, and that's how I understand it now. Powell says, hello, Jonathan. Hey, what's up, Powell? What is your opinion on practicing Qigong and Kundalini yoga on the same day? I think it's fine. I think Qigong would actually be great to do in conjunction with that because Kundalini yoga is usually like zero grounding. It's all like, we got to get our energy up, 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 up. And for me, that was incredibly unbalancing. Um, I became very delusional. Uh, so Qigong helped me to ground that energy. So yeah, I think it's, it's great to do Qigong in combination with that. Seven Sin says, hey, John, any advice on practicing arousal energy while on one year of semen retention? I'm not exactly sure what you mean by practicing arousal energy, like working with arousal energy, self-cultivation. Um, 
if that's the case, it would be the same as you know any 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 period where you're, whether you're practice retention or not is um, you learn to stay away from point of no return and learn to draw the sexual energy up. And as the energy starts to get really aroused, just draw it up to lessen the arousal and continue. Right. Powell says, do you practice something to balance and energize your chakras? Yes, I do. I practice Qigong, which works with, I mean, I don't, I don't really specifically work with the chakras, but the, uh, it's obvious that they're being worked with because these energy centers start to light up. Um, and, and also the microcosmic orbit basically unifies all the chakras. I mean, it, you know, the, the nodal points of the orbit are the like chakra points, basically how they correlate, at least the kind of external points that, you know, correlate with the cent central channel. So yeah, I work with them every day basically, but not, not really like, I'm working with this chakra now, this chakra now, I work more with the meridian system, which does connect with it, right? And Qigong naturally will work with your chakra system as well. Vishnu says, hey bro, are you vegan? If so, do you suggest we do it too? I'm not vegan. Um, it wasn't a good fit for me. I, I did the vegan thing for a while. Um, do I suggest you do it if it's a supporting diet for your constitution? Um, again, everyone's different. There's no single diet that's for everyone. You know, listen to your body and what foods it needs at certain times because it will change. Zeke the Geek says, what do you think of the stop and squeeze technique? Seems to work okay. Is this where you... Um, you stop having sex and you like squeeze your penis with your hand, like you squeeze the penis itself. I think that's what you're talking about. Um, I guess it works. I don't remember. I, I, I know it, it was one of like the very first things I learned as far as like sexual practices is like, oh, you feel like you're gonna ejaculate? Stop and squeeze, stop, pull out your penis and squeeze it. Um, it's fine, you know, but it's, it's a kind of a kindergarten level practice, I would say. Um, there's a lot better techniques that don't require you pulling out your penis and squeezing it. But if it works, you know, it's good kind of initial training tool. Powell says, do you use some practices from the book Jewel in the Lotus? Um, overall, yeah, because it's, I mean, just basic tantric practices, you know, it's similar to, similar to Taoist practices. Um, you're basically building up sexual energy and drawing through the body. It's basically it, right? And they talk about the serpent breath, which is basically a version of the microcosmic orbit, but you're just working with the back channel up and down. I learned there, the books that, that, that system, they're like, oh, the serpent breath. I think it's the serpent breath or it's the cobra breath, whatever, right? They're like, you have to pay, it can only be transmitted in person. So you gotta pay some guy $3,000 to tell you to do a few bondas, pull on your belly, tuck your chin, you know, squeeze the pelvic floor. That's the, oh, I just I just shared the $3,000 secret, uh-oh. Um, that's, you know, it's, anyways, they're, they're great, they're solid techniques, basic tantra techniques. So I would say that, yeah, I basically learned similar practices and I practice similar things as well. Sean says, I thought you said not to worry about soul ties during sex. Now I'm worried about taking on bad karma from people or toxic energy. How can you please advise? Well, understand that you can't change your past. Whatever happened, happened. It's fine. You can, you know, you can dissolve, you can work with it and alchemize it, right? But now at, from this point forward, you can be more selective of who you choose to have sex with. And you don't need to be like super paranoid. Again, it's like you're you're gonna exchange energy with people. It's going to happen. You exchange energy with people when you're out in the grocery store, you know, whether you're aware of it or not, you know, so... 
don't be so paranoid about it. just have the conscious of it and learn to create boundaries and be you know selective of who you interact with in your life basically Ali Hamdan says, how to overcome erectile dysfunction? Check out my video, uh, the ultimate guide to erectile dysfunction, or is it ult ultimate erection guide? I talk about a lot of different things because there's a lot of different causes of erectile dysfunction. It can be poor blood flow, it can be low hormones, it can be ex too much ejaculation, you've sexually exhausted yourself, it could be dopamine imbalances because you watch porn every day. There's a lot of different factors to it, right? So I talk about those things in the video. Egg in Bush says, when I'm doing the sixth rite in Tibetan rites, I can only hold my breath for like five seconds max. It feels like my head is going to overheat or something. Any tips for this? I don't really practice the Tibetan rites. Um, I, I can't really teach you this practice. I, 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 did, I did them years ago, but I don't remember, honestly. I do different practices, personally. Gotta be careful with the breath retention stuff. It can create a lot of pressure in the higher centers. Steven Watts says, I haven't had sex in so long. I'm worried that I'll come straight away. Any tips for avoiding premature ejaculation? Train yourself to last longer. You'll you'll have a good indication of, of your abilities because that's why I recommend self-stimulation, self self-cultivation for men. It's a training tool to help you manage your arousal so you know exactly like, oh, I'm becoming aroused and I learned to move it through my body, open up the energy channels, store it in other areas. Because if you don't, it's, it's kind of a use it or lose it situation. Here's the thing, a lot of guys do semen retention so it's like, okay, I've been building up the sexual energy for two months, but I haven't touched my penis. So now it's super sensitive. And when it's, it's, it's a loaded gun, right? As soon as it gets touched, it, ex it explodes, right? I never had this issue because I was practicing the techniques of moving the sexual energy through the body. Um, also, this is also an important reason to have like regular sexual stimulation is because you, your penis gets used to it. So it's not like, it becomes very, very sensitive it does, if it doesn't get any use for a long period of time. So it's like you're uh, sharpening the sword, as they call it, right? You're keeping it ready for battle. <laughs> so train, train to do it. All right, guys. Okay guys, thanks for joining. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up now. Uh, again, my free training is tomorrow, Male Sexual Mastery Secrets. Make sure you sign up for that. It's a live training, it's free. I'm gonna be teaching how to uh, overcome porn addiction, how to increase your ejaculation control, how to channel sexual energy through the body, how to have multiple non-ejaculatory orgasms, and to transmit your sexual energy into creating abundance, creativity, whatever you want in your life. I'm gonna be teaching this tomorrow. Um, Sign up through the link at the top of the chat. I think there's one in the description as well. And I will see you guys there. Take care, guys. Thanks for joining. All right, here's, here's, here's one more thing. Zeke the Geek says, the energy channels need to be figured out for sure, but it's so much harder and different when you're with a woman. It's part of the training, but I think when you get really, really solid in your training by yourself, like to where it becomes second nature, like, yeah, just draw the energy up, just draw the energy up. And it's much more likely to become a natural thing when you're having sex with a woman. Yes, there's, it's a bit more exciting and chaotic, but you know, it's it's the next training, training next step in the training. All right, guys, take it easy. I'll see you uh, next week.
Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Sexual Kung Fu Podcast. Make sure you grab my free ejaculation control guide in the description and follow Sexual Kung Fu on Instagram and YouTube.